All right, welcome back to another episode of The Life Podcast. Guys, it's been a while since we've dropped an episode, but here we are. It's exciting. I'm excited to be giving you guys another episode, and I want to start a brand new series on the podcast titled What to Do When. What to do when. For example, today is what to do when life sucks. I'm going to do one called what to do when you're scared, what to do when life is good, what to do when you're single, what to do fill in the blank. So we're going to go in a whole series titled what to do when. And if there's something that you want to hear about specifically, shoot me a DM on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and I would love to to talk to your situation and what you need. So without further ado, we are going to get into today what to do. You know, sorry, one more thing. One more thing. If you could be so generous as to leave a review, a rating, and a written review on Apple Podcasts, that would help me out tremendously. That really boosts it in the store or in the podcast app, and I would love that. And wherever you're listening to this, make sure you like, subscribe, um, share with your friends, because we got to get the word out there that the Life Podcast is for everyone. So let's get into it. Today's episode, what to do when life sucks. Have you ever felt like your life sucks and I, and as Christians we we don't like to talk about the idea that life might be bad sometimes we some of us live in this in this place where we think that life has to be good that 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 something can't be wrong that that if we follow Jesus everything is going to be okay and I think in the end the bible tells us that that God has already won the war but in life we if the longer I live the more I realize that things are going to go wrong that things aren't always going to go my way um, so I want to equip you guys and tell you guys how you can live this life when it doesn't go your way, when it's not going great, when it sucks, to be honest. So what to do when life sucks. And I want to I share the story of a guy from the Bible. Uh, his name's Joseph. You've probably heard him before. Not Joseph, Jesus' dad, but Joseph of the Old Testament, okay? And I'm not going to read the whole passage to you guys, but I'm just going to paraphrase the story for you. So Joseph was born... To, to Israel, and he was his youngest son at the time. Joseph had a bunch of brothers, and his brothers hated him, and here's why. Joseph was the favorite. He was his dad's favorite, okay? His dad loved Joseph more, and he proved it by giving him this jacket of many colors, which kind of symbolized royalty. This jacket symbolized status, and his brother had re- and, and, and uh, Joseph had received that from his dad, and his brothers hated him for it, so much so that his brothers wanted to kill him. Now, Joseph had done nothing to deserve this. Sure, people, he probably made mistakes in his life, but I'm sure Joseph did nothing to deserve the hatred of his brothers other than being his father's favorite. So one day, his brothers are out working in the field, and Joseph goes to check on his brothers, and his brothers see him coming and say, hey, we should plot to kill this guy. So they're plotting to kill him, how they're going to do it, and all of a sudden, one of them pipes up and says, hey, let's not kill Joseph Let's like sell him into slavery so that way we could at least make a profit off of him. So they sell him into slavery. They, they toss him into this pit for a while while the, while the caravans are coming through looking to buy people. And so they sell him to slavery, sell him for not that much money, actually. I would be very upset if my brother sold me for a little amount of money. Like, I feel like I'm worth more than anyway, not that I'm worth a lot. But they sold him not for a lot of money. He gets sold into slavery. He ends up being the slave of a guy named Potiphar who was this... Um, official in Pharaoh's royal court, and he ends up doing really well where he's at. And there's there's parts in the Bible that we're going to look at here in a second, because the Bible says wherever Joseph went, even though he was trying to be killed by his brothers, even though he was tossed into slavery, wherever he went, the Bible says that God was with him. And there's a phrase in here that says God caused him to prosper. 
no matter what situation Joseph was in, no matter where he was at in life, even if it was a place he didn't expect to be, even if it was a place he probably hated being, the Bible says that God was with him and that God caused him to prosper. So God's in, or so Joseph is in slavery in Potiphar's house and he's doing really well. He's following all the orders that Potiphar gives him. He's honoring God in all that he does. And yet he still faces trouble. Potiphar, Potiphar's wife tries to come on to Joseph, tries to seduce him, tries to, to get him to sleep with her. And Joseph says no so many times and flees the opposite direction. But Potiphar's wife takes his coat from him, a garment from him, and shows it to Potiphar and says, can you believe this? He tried to rape me. So Potiphar's angry. Potiphar tosses him into prison. So now not only has Joseph been thrown in a pit, tossed into slavery, and then thrown into prison, he he is in a really bad spot. Like where he's at in his life is probably not where he envisioned it to be. So he's in prison and the Bible says the same thing. God is with him and God caused him to prosper. So he's put in charge of a lot of things in this prison. And, and, and one day he gets a chance to interpret some dreams for two people. And when he does, so he says, when these come true, don't forget about me. Please remember me because I want to come out of this prison, a prison that I don't even deserve to be in. So these two people get their dreams interpreted. They go back and, and the dreams come true or the interpretation that Joseph gives them comes true. Yet Joseph is forgotten about again. And it's this really sad story of a guy who really doesn't deserve to be in a spot, but bad things happen to him a lot. We always hear the things, why do bad things happen to good people? And I think Joseph was in that situation. He's probably thinking, God, I'm a good guy. I, I, I don't do wrong. Like I honor you and all that I do, yet I'm still facing these trials, these struggles, these tribulations. Why is that? But the cool part about it all, and this is what we're going to focus on today, is that the Bible says that God was with him. God caused him to prosper in all they did. But let me ask you this. Have you ever felt like your life has sucked? Have you ever felt like you were in a place where you didn't really want to be? Like things weren't really going your way? Sometime life just takes everything and throws it into the trash and you feel like, God, how did I end up here? Things used to be good, now they're bad, but God, I'm following you. We've all experienced it. We all know how it feels to be in a place that we don't want to be. So I wanna give you one point that I think can help you in your life when it sucks. And this isn't going to be too long of an episode, but just something to give you guys to chew on because I really think it's going to help you. It's this. When life sucks, remember this. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Now, you're probably thinking, Austin, that is not a practical piece of advice at all. And I would agree with you. It's not, it's not super practical. It's not like I can tell you steps one, two, and three will make your life better because I, I can't give you that. But what I can tell you is this, that God is with you. He's with you when life sucks. He's with you when life is good. He's with you when Joseph was tossed into slavery. He's, he was with him when he was tossed into prison. God is with you wherever you're at, wherever you're going through a breakup, if you're going through joblessness, if you're going through sickness, if you're going through anything that, that you never imagined being a part of, God is with you. Every time Joseph went somewhere different, the Bible makes a point to say that God was with him. This isn't an accident. And what's interesting is that every time we are in a bad situation in our life, we immediately blame God. Like that's our first response. And I'm not saying we've all done that, but I'm saying a lot of times we probably have a subconscious thought that's like, how could God do this to me? God, I'm so good, but why would you put me in this position? 
God, my boyfriend just broke up with me. How could you? How could you let this happen? I lost more Instagram followers. People are giving me all this hate on social media. Maybe you're in, you're in college and you're getting bad grades and you're thinking to yourself, God, why me? Why did I have to lose my job? Why did I have to go through a breakup? Why am I divorced? Why do people cheat on me? Like, why me? We say, God, how could you let this happen? Oftentimes, our natural instinct when life sucks is to think that God is nowhere to be found and that he's left us all alone. And according to the story of Joseph, it's actually the opposite. It's the opposite because God is actually with us in the bad moments. When life sucks and it isn't going your way, God is right there next to you. Think of the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's like one of the most popular stories we love to teach in Sunday school, right? They were in the fire. They, they didn't want to bow down and worship the idols that, that, the, that the king was telling them to worship. And they said, you know what? If we lose our life, that's okay. And if we survive, that's great too. But we will not bow down to your God. So, so the king throws them into the fire. And as soon as they do that, the people see not three people in the fire, which is the amount of people they've thrown into the fire. They see four. There's a fourth person in there with them because God was with them in the fire. In what was going to be the worst moment of their lives, God was with them. And the Bible says that they weren't even touched by the fire. They weren't even cut. They weren't scratched. They weren't burned. They weren't consumed by the fire because God was with them. And if you're in the fire, if you're in something really bad right now, can I tell you that you don't have to be consumed by it. You don't have to be touched by it because God is with you. God is protecting you. It's not something that you can do for yourself, but it's something that God is doing for you. And that is so encouraging to me that, that, that to know that God is with me when life is hard, that God is with me when life sucks. I want to tell you a story um, of a time that my life was kind of not how I wanted it to go. I, I, in the moment, I was like, God, this sucks. This is scary. This is hard. My, my son, Luca, he's four months old now, but I remember just a few months back, we were in the hospital. My wife was giving birth to him, and uh, my wife wanted to have a natural birth, but it wasn't working out. Luca was trying to come out of the birth canal sideways. He had his umbilical cord wrapped around his head a few times, so he couldn't quite get out the birth canal. His heart rate started dropping. Things started um, escalating. So the doctor said, hey, we're actually going to have to perform a C-section on your wife, Austin. I said, okay, that's great. Let's just get this baby out healthy. Let's make sure things are good. So they take us back. They prep my wife. I get in all the scrubs and whatever to go into this room. So that way they, I could be in there when they're performing the C-section. Um, but I remember they pulled Luca out of her and I saw him for the first time. And I got to go back to the room, the hospital room that we were in with my newly born son. But the problem was my wife wasn't there with me. And the, the doctors and the nurses told me that they just had to close her up and everything would be fine. And I'm like, okay, great. So I get back to the room, 30 minutes go by, an hour goes by, an hour and a half goes by, like two hours go by and I, my wife is nowhere to be seen. And I'm asking nurses and doctors, I'm saying, hey, do you guys know where she's at, what she's doing? And they, nobody could tell me what was happening. I felt so scared. I felt so alone. And and I probably didn't need to go this far, but I began to have these crazy thoughts like, like, is she, is she dying? Is she okay? Because birth is kind of scary. If you've ever gone through it, like there's so many things that can go wrong. And my brain was going to all those places. And in that moment, I thought to myself, I have this newly born son. I had a two-year-old daughter at home. I can't go home without my wife. And after a few hours, they eventually did bring McKinsey back. They ended up finding some cysts and whatnot that they took out. 
um, while they were in there performing the C-section, so that's why it took so long. But in that moment, I was in a place that I never wanted to be, and my brain started to imagine all these crazy scenarios, and I was like, my life is terrible right now. But what was so cool is in that moment, God reminded me that he was there. I, I tangibly felt the presence of God in the room with me as I held my newborn son. I felt his comfort in that moment, and that's not super practical. That's not something that I can teach you how to do. It's just when you're in the middle of a place that you don't want to be in, you just have to be like, God is here. You have to remind yourself. I had to remind myself. I prayed to God in that moment. I said, God, you are in control. There's nothing I can do right now. I'm out of control. All I have is, all I can do right now in this moment is hold my son, is be here with my son. That's all I can do. And that's what I did. And in that moment, God reminded me that he was with me. He was with me in the uncomfortable moment, in the moment when I thought my life was hard. Now, maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've seen your parents divorce. Maybe you've gone through a divorce. Maybe you can't keep up with your schoolwork. Maybe you have a disease or a sickness that stops you from living the life that you want. But let me promise you this, that God is with you. And maybe that, that, that doesn't feel like a comfort right now, but in Joseph's life, everywhere that God was with Joseph, he prospered. Everywhere that Joseph went, God caused him to prosper. In prison, in slavery. If you read to the end of that story, we actually see that Joseph was raised up to be um, the second in command in Egypt. God caused him to prosper. Joseph went from being tossed in a pit and wanting to be killed by his brothers to ruling over all of Egypt. That is a crazy story, all because Joseph knew that God was with him, that God was with him in those moments. He can take the worst situation and make something good out of it. Think about this. Jesus, when he was here on this planet, he was beaten, he was mocked, he was ridiculed, he was, he was beaten and marred to the point that the Bible says he was unrecognizable before men. Yet, yet God took this, this seemingly terrible situation. If you were to look on it from the outside and say, wow, this is a crappy place for this guy to be. God took this situation where he was betrayed, arrested, beaten, and used it to save the world. Just an ordinary guy who was God, also, of course, 100% God, 100% man, but took this ordinary guy, used him to save the world. That was the plan. It was in the fire that God birthed something good. It was in the struggle and the trial that God birthed something good. And here's what we have to understand, though. God won't help us if we don't give it to him. God won't help us if we don't give him our struggles, if we don't give him our situation. Now, when I was in that hospital room with my son, I could have easily said, God, I can't believe you're doing this right now. I don't want to talk to you. I want nothing to do with you right now in this moment. And I would have, all I would have done was been sad, been scared, cried, done all of these things because I didn't hand it to God. I would have tried to control the situation. I would have tried to argue with doctors and say, can I go see my wife? Can I do this? Can I do that? Knowing there was nothing I could do, but I would have been trying to do everything. In the moment, instead, I said, God, you are in control. And what that does is it takes the weight and the pressure off of me and it puts it on God. It's no longer my reputation at, at, at risk. It's actually God's. When we say, God, I want you to have this. I want you to do something with this. What that does is it takes the pressure off of you and lifts that weight off of you and you give it to God instead. Now that might not feel super practical either, but what that could look like is literally saying, God, I'm giving you this. I'm giving you my child's life. 
Like I know there's not a lot that I can control. So I'm going to do what I can and I'm going to give you what I can't. I'm going to control what I can and I'm going to give you what I can't because I know that you are sovereign, that you control all things. It's like, like sometimes I get really carried away on my phone and my screen time is crazy. Sometimes I've literally been in prayer and I hold my phone out in front of me and I'm like, God, I give this to you because it's distracting me. It's taking me away. It's causing me to think bad things. It's causing me to, to see things that I shouldn't see. God, this has control of me, so I'm giving it to you. And I'll literally just have an act of me going like this. And in that moment, like something supernatural happens, something that I could never have produced on my own. So that is, it, it's kind of just one practical thing that you can do. And, and, and many of us, we're experiencing really crappy life. We're experiencing life that just sucks. And I'm with you. I hear you. And I just want to tell you this, that when you are experiencing the bottom of the bucket, when you feel like you're in the fire, when you feel like you're in tribulation, God is with you. God is for you. And God will never leave you. And that's a promise. I can promise you that because the Bible tells me that. When you're in there, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when you're in the fire, he promises to be there with you. He promises to take what seems to be the worst situation of your entire life and mold it into something beautiful. He makes beauty from ashes. He, he gives joy for mourning. That is what he does. That is who he is. That's the God that we serve. He takes people from the pit to royalty, from slavery to royalty, from prison to royalty. That's the God that we serve. So give God the crap. Give God the bad things in your life. Give God the situations that you don't want and say, God, do something with it because I can't. And that'll take all the pressure, all the stress, all the weight off of you, and you'll be able to live freely. You'll be able to live freely and follow God better in those moments when you give it over to him. Now, I can't give you one, two, three practical steps to follow when life sucks, but I can tell you when you recognize and understand, not just, not just like knowing your brain, but like knowing your spirit that God is with you, I promise things will change. Your circumstances might not change, and that's what we have to, we have to know this, that though our circumstances might not change, our mindset does. We might be in the middle of a really bad situation, and even though God is right there with us, it doesn't mean he's going to take us out of that situation. What he actually does is he changes our mindset to help us see it for what it really is. Because this life is temporary. This life is short. It is not eternal. So God changes and shifts our mindset to be like, hey, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, I'm just going to follow God right now in this moment. In the grand scheme of things, this really isn't as important as I'm stressing it out to be. So right now, I'm just going to follow God. I'm just going to look to God. I'm not going to look at what's happening around me because that's going to cause me to freak out and distress, but I'm going to look to God. I'm going to have tunnel vision and lock eyes with him because that's going to help me to focus. That's going to help me to see what my next step needs to be. So there's not a lot of practicals in this situation, in this episode, guys, and I apologize for that, but I think this is something that happens supernaturally, something that happens in our spirit because it's not something that I can just say, here's step one, two, three, four, now do it. But guys, I hope this has been encouraging to you. I hope that if you're going through something terrible right now, if you feel like your life sucks, like it's not going the way you planned, God is with you. So I'm gonna leave you with that thought. The Life Podcast family, thanks for joining us for another episode. We'll see you right back here for the next episode.